Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, so episode 81. 81. Or Owen. <laughs> season 2, episode 29. No Lego for you. <laughs> <laughs> or white rice. Was it white rice that they said he liked <laughs> for some reason? Um, okay, so today we had Benny Ennison talking hey ben. about Benny. axes. Everything yes. to do with axe throwing. Yes. At axeclub.ie. Am I right in saying that? Indeed, yeah, it was my pleasure. Phew, thank God I got that Thank right God. Jeez, <laughs> um, we learned so much. I got yes. back to, I feel I got back to my Celtic roots. Look at my t shirt, even and all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you going to say something else there? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, the, the room here feels a lot more masculine than the first time I walked yeah, in here, anyway. It does. Yeah, I'm more yeah. masculine. Yeah. Not that that's a good thing or anything. It, like, you know, we just. That's know, how you yeah. feel with our Celtic okay. roots. Hang on, hang on. I think I have, more, I have more hair on my chest. <laughs> I can feel it. I feel <laughs> a little fluffy under there. I think I'm growing boobs after eating those. Oh, the last few weeks. You're not meant to see Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it again. Beep it. Beep it. Actually, uh, it was John. It was John last uh, week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we had the chocolate bar World Cup uh, round four. No, round five. Yeah, and we're not going to reveal what chocolate bars that we <laughs> no. had in there. No. I, I'm actually going to beep that yeah, out. Yeah, let's beep it. Yeah, uh, okay. okay. Um, all right, let's stick a name in this, shall we? Yes, let's do it. I have um, two. I have two. Okay. I have two as well. <laughs> I, I, think, one. I think we all have the same one. I'm going to go first. Oh, no. yeah, so, so my suggestion is for this episode... Swell knob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pay dividends. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, right, Bertie, what is, do you think? That is a good one, but the original ones I had, maybe they're not as good, but um, I had Axemen Origins. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so playing on the old, you know, X-Men. Yeah, yeah. And then I had... X-Men! Oh, that's pretty good, yeah, I like that. I'm still sticking with Swell Knob. Well, I think the thing about, like, Swell Knob... The history behind the swell knob, right? Um, and the way Benny described the swell knob, <laughs> I think people would like to learn about what the swell yeah. knob is. And so I'm going to call it the swell knob as and well. I would look after your swell knob. I think so. So, so Benny, Benny what, what do you think? Do you have any name suggestions? Um, but I suppose like the axe anatomy side of things is definitely worth weighing in on. And uh, yeah, well, as far as the Celtic roots now, masked in the room has gotten as such. If there's such a thing as tapping into your Celtic kind of, I don't know, intuition, if you're an Irish person mm. born and bred. Ireland is named after a mother goddess, after all. If, if feeling like you're part of, I don't know, this Aaron's Isle as such, is uh, being masculine and just being a bit of a mammy's boy, I don't know, or ultimately looking after our sisters out there who are all uh, <laughs> lovely outdoor folk. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I sound like a bit of a swell knob. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. I thought that was leading somewhere. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were going to cut you off right there, man. We were going to cut you off. Like, yeah. So we were, we were going to pull I, the plug. I, I think we have the name for the podcast yeah. for this week. Um, it's it yet again a filthy, dirty name. Is it yeah. Benny Swellnob or just Swellnob? Oh, that's even better. Uh, right, okay. The so shot. Are we going with that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Ben, Benny's well, we had to enough. ask him if he's okay with that. Is that to be, okay? to be honest, uh, your, ma- your your parents are going to like what podcast are you on? <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, come on, we've gone so long. We did this Let's to another guy as well, actually, per, per Kingsley. <laughs> Consider Axman Origins, perhaps uh, over uh, like uh, over swell now being associ- associated with my first ever podcast. Oh. with you find individuals? Okay, well let's let's let yeah. you name it. Um, it's what season two, episode twenty nine, yeah. Owen, or episode eighty one. Axeman Orange. Axeman Oranges. 
knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. I love that song. Yeah. I do man. love that song so much. I love that saying. Oh, I love that saying too. When you say that. I love to hear you say the saying that you say at the start of this podcast. If only we were popular enough to have a merch store. We do have a merch store. Would you shut up? Ah, come on. Yeah. Come well, on. Lincoln then. story. <laughs> Lincoln bio. <laughs> oh, can you do that live? No. No. no, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, because we don't do it at all anyway. Oh, yeah, okay, so okay. <laughs> our link tree is in our bio, and you can find all the fabulous ways to communicate with us. Mm. By right our amazing on our Instagram. Our t-shirts are what 152 euro, <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Fruit of the loom. Yeah. Only the Not best. No, the print are just pennies t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, worn twice by own. <laughs> Yeah, so you can they'd sell for a lot more than 150 you euro. Can you can so smell what the studio's like, you know, get a good yeah. scent of own. Each t shirt been know. worn underneath a jumper, yeah. not good. Um, Bertie, hello, everybody. There he is. It is episode 81. Mm. Uh, last week was episode 80, where we talked to uh, Rob <coughs> about stuff that Rob knows. Rob Matthews is from Kildaki in County Meath, and his area of expertise was uh, bike to work and getting mm. a bike. And being a beginner, beginner cyclist, yes. yeah. I guess. He inspired me because the next day I bought a bike. Yeah, straight yeah. out the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> and that night, I had to ring him to come over and help me pump up the tires. He's a very handy thing. Yeah, he's a great guy. And then fairness. the next day we seen you in the Ross. Yeah, in the oh, Ross, yeah. That's right. Yeah, my wonderful editing yeah. skills. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. Last week's episode was Pucker Right, so if you have to listen to it, please go back and listen to it. And also, if you have to listen to the other good ep- good 79, title. 80 episodes, go back to it as well. Although the sound quality does get better, so keep with it if you listen to the first one. Yeah. But as been told recently, <coughs> the first one is a classic. Well, it for is. everyone around Trim, anyway. Yeah. It is a classic. It's yeah. an NFT now. It's downloaded. and Yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, what does that mean? An F- a non-fungible token. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. On the spot there he it's was. Like, it's like crypto. Oh, hmm. that was down to fuck. Um, anyway, make <laughs> sure to rate, Jesus. like, share, follow, and Skip subscribe to the podcast wherever you see us. Um, you can email us as always, but only if you're a real person. We know all about you, Nicole. <laughs> oh, no. Um, can't say your name. Oh, my God. Oh, beep. <laughs> um, the JB Waffle Hour at J- <laughs> the JB Waffle Hour at gmail.com. And we are on the Instagrams as well on the JB Waffle Hour. And as I said, link in bio for um, all the other stuff to find us on Spotify. I think we're on Amazon Music. We're on YouTube. Mm. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. You're on TikTok. Me and John aren't on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> I've kind of dropped the ball a bit on TikTok, just with the videos and stuff. Are you a bit too old for TikTok now, in fairness? Well, I just thought it was another stream to try and get some uh, people listening to us. Mm. So we're almost at that magic 5,000 number stream. Come on, 5,000. Oh. We need a bit of scandal That's uh, to get us on TikTok, like as a, get a video viral. We need yeah. one of us like to jump up on the table naked during a video. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> That's what oh. I say. Our For You page is like, yeah. you know, JB Waffler, <laughs> cows, some girls dancing. Yeah. And yeah. Scotty doing the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Come, the video is up now, by the way. Rick rolling in. Um, with a good uh, classic dance tune. Um, what's that? Um, uh, Come With Me, no? I'm not a dance aficionado. I apologize for Bertie's Dance song, anybody? Auto-tune that there. Anyway, today... Um, to use his Instagram uh, as a way of introducing him, mm. we have Benny Ennis with us. Irish woodsman t- uh, trapped in the city, studying forestry and throwing axes. That is a hell of a title. Loves a bit of wood. Why, hello. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, I've never heard that read out loud before. That sounded way cooler when I wrote it down. It's very um, cool. It is. Very cool. <laughs> well, thank you for that introduction, Yeah, And uh, thank you very much for having me and on He's the got podcast. the hat and the shirt to match his bio as well. You do yeah, look. We actually do have a merch store, axeclub.ie, so check us out. Yeah, like so <laughs> nice. uh, there is there a question go. I've wanted to ask for a long, long time before I met someone like this. How much wood <laughs> would a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck wood. It's comparable to how much oil a gumboil okay. could boil. If a gumboil <laughs> could boil oil. Oh, touche. There's a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Well, thank you for that introduction. Yeah, uh, uh, the summary is quite literally, that is exactly what I've been doing in the last uh, year and a half, or at the very least since... Um, Maybe last January I commenced uh, a forestry course with uh, UCD. I'm temporarily on a leave of absence, just dealing with a 
adult stuff as being a mature student sucks. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll be back in September comm- uh, committing to a forestry course that hopefully will get me into a forest manager position within Quilchin maybe five or six years. But until then... Hmm. I plan on being in Dublin City throwing axes at least every Tuesday for the league nights and then every weekend for the open sessions we run at Axe Club Dub. Oh, that is unbelievable. Axe Club Dub so is So smooth, awesome, isn't he, on the mic? Mm, so yeah. smooth. So smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Was this something that you were uh, inclusive of the of the forestry? Is this something you felt that you were kind of called to? You're living in the city. Did you did you and you see it in your bio as well? You use the word trapped. Is that a, is that something that you really felt that in Dublin you you felt trapped by being in the city? Ooh, uh, not to get all philosophical actually, but just I think uh, it's something that maybe our entire generation, uh, Irish people as such, we're we're great people for emigrating every time um, the uh, proverbial hits the fan as such. So. Yeah, yeah. When we end up in a city environment, it's generally we still have very fond memories of living in the countryside or we have relatives in the countryside. We have that free spirit where we want to be able to at least go out and enjoy the outdoors as much as possible. And while in the city, I did find myself drawn to the axe throwing as a a nice social space. Like the guys that set it up are very much bushcraft instructors. They are woods people. They've got their own little venue out in Wicklow and... That as well is a great asset for anyone, not to plug every single thing about the company, but <laughs> as an asset goes, like, Axtron is lovely, but heading out to Wicklow and talking to guys who know their bushcraft skills, who who understand nature, and also will show you how to throw loads of other kinds of axes, yeah. like tomahawks, double bits, there, there's stuff out there that you just, you get to throw it at big old hunks of wood and it sticks in sometimes that's, awesome, yeah. nice. that's about as, as, as much as so it's good I ang- would it be good for anger management as in releasing some anger and stuff good for managing anger as opposed to releasing it because it does take a calming yeah. kind of a, you have to get the technique down mm. and uh, although 90% of the people that we have coming into the venues that are all looking for rage rooms yeah, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, about, yeah, it's Valentine's about weekend was a lot of girls <laughs> groups just like, we're looking for a rage room. This was the closest thing to it. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Do they exist? Rage Not room. in this country. Apparently yeah. recycling all the material is a goddamn nightmare. But oh, over yeah, in nice. the States where they just landfill the crap out of everything, every city's got like 10 of them on each block. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and so what was it, what was it about axe throwing in particular is it something that you kind of fell into did you see it on social media or what was it um funny story i guess uh, over the last five years uh, like uh, this is where it gets into the the whole uh what it's like living in a city especially during covid yeah. so a lot of people would have felt quite trapped in their in, uh, in their small limited space apartments for me i've always kind of just found ways to get out of the city during covid though i was working for a large local semiconductor company mm-hmm. and uh, it was in my background i wanted to work in sustainable energy loved all the idea of like actually being paid to be a field engineer or researcher or technician it didn't matter whether it was water sampling or working on an air, a wind turbine. It was just my intention was to eventually get out of the city. Mm. And during COVID, I uh, made a decision to get a mortgage, to wipe the slate clean on having all these odd jobs of going into a bank and them looking at me just being like, oh, there's no way you have a stable income. Yeah. So I got a stable income and then I quit as soon as the mortgage was signed. Oh, nice. <laughs> Beautiful. High five. Yeah. Well done. No, but uh, within that, uh, it was uh, it was a great opportunity, and I just got the sentiment from from the guys that were setting it up that they were sincere. They they weren't looking to to set up a new trend. They just kind of saw that this was was popular in a lot of cities, mm-hmm. and they were trying to round out their own bushcraft right, experience. Okay. Yeah. And I just happened to live close enough and be mad enough and have the experience in events and hospitality enough that I could just kind of go in there and just learn how to axe and then do the rest of the job. Yeah, I yeah. think if, if Matt and Heath are listening, I hope that's what you perceive I'm doing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and also it is, um, as John pointed out, the anger management side of it, it is quite therapeutic to have something physical to do, whether you go to the gym, yeah. whether, you, whether you play sports with friends. Um, the axe throwing kind of thing as well I don't know what got me started I've, I have considered this and I think it was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman <laughs> <laughs> there was a dude in that that at least I think in one of the opening scenes as in the like early 90s early yeah. 80s or late yeah. 80s kind of TV shows where they have that scene where everyone's smiling at the yeah, camera with yeah. their name up yeah. mm. one dude just like kicks open the door and like throws an axe at a wall and I must have seen that at the wrong time of my young life <laughs> or right too time. many times or right time it just took me 20 years to get back on the horse but uh but yeah like uh just the axe throwing vibe i guess um 
yeah, it's just uh, it's part of hand tool skills, right. sportsmanship, getting a new skill, a new technique, and also just having something cathartic to do with mates. And the social space as well is pretty wicked, whether you're in the Dublin City Centre venue, you head out to Wicklow on a hike, maybe and round out the day with it. Or, and this is my favourite new part, is when I joined the company, the guys already had the ball rolling on this, but uh, I'm now the mobile range manager. So bringing nice. this yeah. thing to festivals, weddings, funerals, if that's <laughs> the vibe. Um, Hopefully it's, it's not the coffin on the other end of the, the throwing range, <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> but uh, like everything from like hen parties and stag parties have frequented the venue lately. Wow. Um, but you get a lot of like family meetups, like four or five ge- four or five generations of a family will wing it in. And like the matriarch, the great-grandmother, Chilling could be like, like nailing the bullseye. And you'd s- <laughs> it's better than watching a child walk for the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know of your own child walking for the but just in general, seeing kids like fail at standing up compared to seeing a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> nailing a bullseye with a hatchet. That's, and the, the technique behind it, can you explain? Because I've never done it before. Indeed. And my thought process is, oh, I'm just going to pick up the axe mm. and surely I can just throw it. It's not mm. as easy as that, is it? Can For you do it off a horse? I, me personally, yeah. I, I don't have a horse. Now, no. I can probably do it off a bicycle, but that's only because I live in Northside Dublin yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. confident of my skills. <laughs> Throwing stones. <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much anything can be thrown around that neck of the woods, but uh, mm. but yeah, no, the the technique. It's and there are some great athletes within my midst. This isn't just my experience or me feeling overly confident about it. I've spoken to quite a few that have performed in the world championships, and uh, yet there is such a thing. The the guys who set up uh, the axe throwing venue in Dublin and Wicklow, uh, Matt uh, Lavelle and Heath Dawson. They were over in Nova Scotia last September at the world championships and. A lady who'd only started throwing in Ireland in 2018, Kiona McGowan, she took the world championship for uh, the women's section. And so I've spoken with her about her technique and some of her war stories or anecdotes. And Heath, who set up axe throwing, he was, I think it was third in that uh, world championship. Hmm. So he's been a wealth of information about the technique. And the most important thing I can tell all of you Hmm. is that every movie you've ever seen, when everybody's all macho and roaring (laughs) and shouting and just letting all their anger out and it's all with the arm, this big muscular goddamn walking into the room, shaking hands with Schwarzenegger at the start of the Predator arm. <laughs> None of that is helpful. It's right. all about momentum and stepping into your troll in such a way that you are giving a consistent power. So when right. you step into your axe troll, you are releasing the axe after it's been gracefully brought forward by your arm. But your step forward allows for your body weight to be supported by your leg that steps forward. Right. So your chest moves forward. It is supported by the step and your le- or your body weight is then placed into the axe and the potential energy is sent right toward the target and that gives it the same spin, the same power and you can be more accurate then. Right. How accurate can you be? For me? Yeah. Uh, well, no, in, in general, like, uh, you know, um, have you seen the Patriot? Uh, the, which one, sorry? The Patriot with uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, God, yeah. Loads so of times. Are you talking specifically about the Aim Spawn Miss Spawn scene? Because no. I watched no. that shit on slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when they have the rifles. But remember, uh, Heath Ledger's after being uh, taken by the Redcoats and one of them is holding him and mm-hmm. knife to his throat and Mel Gibson throws his, his whatever axe he has and hits your man square in the forehead. Oh, I Like, could you be that accurate? Like a person that's good enough? Absolutely. At it. A person that's good enough at it. There's a, there's two locations on the top of targets that are used for tomahawk or hatchet throwing uh, ranges. The range is usually about 12 foot. That's about, I think, about the distance that yeah, uh, he was at uh, there. Um, I'm sorry for using the old Imperial system. I tried to look this stuff up in metric, but uh, everything is in feet when it's a North American sport that's <laughs> kind of spread across the West. But uh, yeah, about that distance away, and this is like, I'm speaking not only from what I can do on a good day, but a lot of the instructors I work with and even some of the savants you get coming in that have never picked up a hatchet yeah. before. After an hour, there's these two spots on the top of the target, on the top right and the top left. Over in the States, it's called the kill shot because it's pretty much just head height and it's about the size of, a, I don't know, a two euro coin, maybe a little bit bigger. And splitting that in two is what gets you 10 points in the final round of our competitions. Mm. Now, you can just graze the paint of that area and still get your 10 points, but mm. you want to split it in two. Yeah, right? you yeah. Split it in two. <laughs> but yeah, that scene in, uh, 
I think it's the same in every hostage situation scene. They've got a knife to your throat and it's like, oh, if I kill him, but then somehow he slips and cuts his throat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, Mel would have definitely gone for that shit. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, like, he wouldn't have cared about heat. <laughs> <laughs> Another good trim man, by the way, Mel Gibson. Oh, Can yeah. Big fan trim. Absolutely yeah. brave heart. We've gotten some longevity out of that. Yeah. Uh, and then in the championships, is it uh, purely thrown or is there like um, a tree... Um, part of it section of that's it, a like. really good question actually Bertie I'm not sure how every organisation does it but like the woodsmanship uh, like where they have the, the chopping they have the, the saw cutting yeah. uh, the, like the, there's a whole array of stuff I wouldn't be too familiar with <coughs> but uh, I'd imagine some part of those uh, big festivities because I'd say they're huge in Canada anybody done mm. time in Canada yet? no um, it's, uh, it's literally walking into a room of Irish lads <laughs> our age yeah. it's like so which country do you emigrate to but um <laughs> But yeah, over in Canada, these things are massively popular, and I'm sure that they would have axe throwing included. Yeah. But for ourselves, we're just happy with having an array of maybe the First Nations, so indigenous populations over in uh, America, their version of a tomahawk, the Norse tomahawk, or the Norse axe as such, uh, the double bit, and for ourselves, a good old 10 euro Woody's hatchet. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Traditional. Tala Tools is who's giving us to I don't know if they're sponsoring us, but I'm just going to they are the now. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. do, do you pick up one and say, oh, that's like 10 ounces? Oh, I do. So now. I have, have to do a, a certain. Oh, the like, weight of this is yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, I, I just generally balance. now I'm walking through like basically any, any hardware now, just with my hands in the handles. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Amelie, where she's talking about like all the great things she likes to do on a daily basis. Yeah. It's just her going to the markets and like sticking her hand in a, ba- a bag of grain and being like, ah, yeah. <laughs> And that's me on front of the tool section in any hardware now. Like, oh, look at that Kydex handle. Oh, yeah. Oh, the rubber on that hammer. Oh, that could, that'd just impede the release. I'd say you freak out a few people in the hardware, though. Like, people are picking up access to do the wood or whatever, and they see you in the corner pretending to throw it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. What are you guys doing on your off days? Are you not going to hardware and fantasizing it's, about tools you'll never def- buy? Definitely yeah. tool touching anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, come here to me. Could you put... Um, axe thrown <laughs> into the category of self-defense as well could it be used in that way um to be honest i don't know uh, like it's like uh, it's obviously anything that you refine as a discipline could be utilized in an emergency situation <laughs> just through RT muscle news. memory alone you wouldn't encourage yeah, it but it, i feel like that was me being like anyone who would do that would be <laughs> operating off of muscle memory and they aren't culpable for anything then <laughs> but uh but it's it's definitely more of a just a a technique that you can use on the range because there's mm. not really real life situations where you'd be given time to like take a step, yeah, put your momentum, do all that stuff. But also, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure everything is illegal to carry in Ireland other yeah. than a pen knife. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> having yeah. that hatchet to begin with is going to be a hard <laughs> I'm, thing I'm to I'm trying to imagine away. a story of how a girl saved her life, but <laughs> she was about to be burnt, like, uh, what's the word, robbed on, on, on a street Mugged. in Dublin. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more imagining Benny asleep and has the hand on the on the axe <laughs> under the pillow, just waiting for someone to come into the room, and then just chucks it. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> He's not denying it. Four eyes are open. <laughs> there, there are a remarkable increase in the amount of hatchets that are in my home now yeah, after yeah, working yeah. in this environment. So yeah, I, I, it's, it's, you're not a million miles away. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the thing about that, um, you don't need a license. Would that um it does that up the popularity of it because obviously it's uh it's you say about a range and its targets mm. and you know is it cheaper than obviously a gun like a rifle to go shooting yeah obviously need don't you need a safe at home for a rifle you need a license for a rifle ammunition for a rifle yeah but then an axe is or whichever but you chose I, I love how we're interpreting this because it definitely shows the different environments I guess we're all coming from because even though I know we're all countryside men in some way shape or form yeah. like I still look at a, an axe or even a knife after working in bushcraft or, or just camping myself I just see a hand tool mm. yeah. like I don't see a weapon uh, and yeah, yeah. it would be yeah. a very very odd circumstance for me to ever change that mindset just because of how much I enjoy using tools in mm. nature that are intended for like the axe is probably the second oldest tool well third oldest tool in the world mm. first was the rock second was the knife third was the axe mm. because we needed to use these tools in order yeah. to make shelter to mm. make food to to get by and uh not that i'm trying to get all philosophical again i love that word it Please seems do. Mm. Uh, but uh it's just that when we talk about using these habits or, or making them into a hobby we're kind of just tapping back into something that we kind of evolved 
to do. Using our hands in this manner is definitely more appealing than tapping away the keyboard to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I, go on, go oh, on. sorry, I was going to say what struck you is uh, about the axe throne um, that wasn't like archery. Is um, it just that it was local to you, you fell into it, you found it? Or as you said, because it's more of like a tool and you like using it? No, I'd absolutely do both. I have a recurve bow that I actually keep in the back office of the axe tub, but I don't use it on the targets because they're planks and the uh, the targets for archery are usually some sort of a wattle or waffle yeah, or yeah. like the, or stacks of hay with a large big A3 printout of somebody on it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, if anyone wants to get me a couple of stacks of hay and an A3 printout of a few <laughs> people that have requested, I would just... DM me, all right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it's just uh, the archery is a huge side of it. Actually, this is it's a great segue. Not that I keep trying to drive the pe- the bushcraft side of yeah. it, but in the Wicklow side, Heath and Nick, who is relatively new to our team as well, and Nick's an absolute gentleman, and Heath has been an absolute just a godsend in terms of advice and just another gentleman as well. But they provide bushcraft instruction, but they also have this Viking fire and blade session oh. where you can book. To go axe throwing, you'll throw the double bits of the big lumberjack axe. Mm. There are specific rules to throwing that axe as well in regards to the rotation and how it sticks in the board. We can get into the nitty-gritty of it for when we get into the uh, talking about how to win as opposed to just be accurate. Right. But the Viking fire and blade option is something that essentially includes axe throwing with multiple kinds of axes. So if you want to get your Norse tomahawk yeah. going or... Uh, uh, but but on top of that, you also have archery that's included, and this is the coolest part for me. I don't know if you guys have ever had to do it, but a flint and steel to light a fire. Ever had to oh, do yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I was at the fire festival up in the hill of Ushnock for the celebration of Bielton there a couple of weeks ago, and I bought a flint and steel, and very quickly realised I'd never goddamn use it. Like <laughs> lighters exist, lads. These things are yeah. impossible. Like on a windy day in Ireland when it's damp. Me whole, <laughs> not, not a chance. It's yeah. not happening. <laughs> so keep a lighter yeah. on you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the opportunity to just learn how to light a fire in a traditional way, use a bow, throw an axe, and also, like everything now, it comes with a bit of pizza. So if you head out to the Wicklow venue, they have a little kind of a, a pizza oven and this lovely little venue. Where in, where in Wicklow is it? Uh, just out beside Lara. There's a little uh, car park there before you head towards Glen the Lock. Yeah. And... I would definitely recommend just check out Axe Club Dub on uh, Instagram. That's mm. our tag, and any of the uh, AxeClub.ie website for all yeah. the the geolocations. But um, yeah. yeah, it's like it's a great way to like have an excuse to head out to Roundwood, yeah. have and, a bite to eat. And look, I suppose fair play to you, like because the impact you've made in the sense of bringing awareness to Axtrone of like you were on Ireland AM recently. Like, tell us about that. You were yeah, we were we were very lucky. Thanks for actually bringing that up, John, because. Yeah. Uh, it was all thanks to, I think, it, well, in my opinion, a huge amount of it props goes to Keona McGowan for mm. taking the... Ooh, oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry. Beg your pardon, Jesus, guys. I have uh, you, yeah. sorry, on, on uh, Ireland AM <laughs> there, sorry, just for the... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that, that was a funny one. I didn't realize I was going to be on live TV. I was yeah. telling Owen just as we got in here that that was a. Yeah, I was like, you guys were on Island AM. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of wasn't aware of how that was going to play out. I thought I was just delivering the mobile range to a movie studio. Well, you didn't know you were going to be on it. <laughs> no. Really. Wow. No, not to the extent that I was. And as soon as I got wind of that, I was like, ah, oh, I should probably go on Instagram, put out a story, yeah. say I'm on it, tell my mommy, well, all that kind of stuff. We watch it and you oozed passion for it. Like, you mm. oozed enthusiasm. And enthusiasm is like contagious in the sense that it made me want to go extra on like I think if there's anybody else talking about extra on there's like, yeah, axes I, I, are great I, um, I, I love the way he said like he wasn't prepared to be on Ireland AM yeah. but yet he's in like a leather jacket with the fur on <laughs> and the yeah. red and black like flannel shirt like yeah come on now Benny come on I, I, tell I, the truth I, I'll have you know I was this close to wearing that exact outfit again today because <laughs> I, I only have two outfits guys <laughs> alright yeah <laughs> It's like a trademark, is it? Extra drawers. Um, so, I, I think what I can honestly say is I bought that jacket on Henry Street in the weird <laughs> shop that sells all the weird like replica pilot. And I just oh, needed yeah. a winter jacket. Well, funny story, actually, on, a, on the back of what you guys did last week with the uh, Pucker Ride, was it? When you yeah, were talking yeah. about the bike-to-work scheme. I bought that jacket because I bought one of those little e-bikes that no gives you way. no exercise as part of the bike-to-work scheme oh, yeah. to get to and from Leak Slip when I used to work for the uh, the semiconductor company. And that was a 50-kilometer round trip. So that was <laughs> yes. my, I am going through the 
uh, what would you call it? I think it was the Royal Canal Pathways oh, yeah. at 5am in Frost. And that was my, I'm wearing the warmest goddamn jacket I could get <laughs> on my minuscule amount of money outfit. And now it seems to work yeah. really well for axe throwing. Yeah. And it, that's, that's a portable thing, is it? Mm. That was on old... Um, that's what you bring yeah, around. Indeed, things, yeah. So bring the, it back up there. Sorry, go on. Yeah, the mobile range has been mighty crack in yeah, terms so. of setting it up. It's mm. still it's still finding its form as regards like people feeling they could actually utilize it. It's not as simple as setting up a bouncing castle or yeah. or some other things that can be unpacked. So we need about twelve meters by twelve meters of space and access for something that is about I think it's three point five meters high, three point two meters high about that. Right. So it just means it's like you know, a local sports pitch, any anywhere that can usually take a container on a long flatbed trailer. Mm. Right. That height <coughs> in terms of your own mind's eye for anyone who's curious, mm. that's perfectly suitable. So hotels, uh, car parks, uh, sports grounds. Generally if you've got something local to you that has had a truck drive into it, we can take the mobile range into it. Right. What's mm. the story with insurance on it? That's what everybody is worried about now with like things well, like we, that, isn't it? We we have our own insurance. I, I don't know what way it that's the boss man's organization. <laughs> you think I would have set up this entire company solo, my man. <laughs> I, I throw axes for a living. I despise bureaucracy. But um I know that we're fully insured up to five million in terms of public liability and that could be doubled if needed, depending on the event. And we mm. can host pretty much any amount of people. Um so it like since it's a, it's all about <coughs> the space that we're provided. Uh, I'll be doing a gig this Thursday for I think upwards of about forty people in a local sports ground. So that's going to be a good little uh, demo. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of where we have a good trick shots. I, I see Owen is scrolling through, and I'm like, oh, I'll plug a few of the but good ones. But do you know what I like <laughs> about it? It's like uh, it's like achievable the with, with Irish little, Open. little input yeah. of money. Like, yeah, absolutely. And you this know? is, I think this is a great example. And I know. You guys are very creative in what you can do with your, uh, well, if you're passionate about something and you feel like you can pursue it, like I know you've been dealing with like uh, distilleries, John, so yep. you've looked at mm. gin. Bertie, I know you've been involved in personal training for years. Owen, you're passionate about movies, uh, studios and providing people with an asset to actually engage in their passions about music and every aspect of it. And uh, mm. there's Heath there on the standing on the top spot. Mm. That gentleman there, yep. Yeah, very good. Yep. Absolute gent. And uh I honestly, I, and there's Ashley as well, just down to his right. I think he took one of the top spots. I didn't have a chance actually to go to the Irish Open. I was at a music festival instead. Right. Uh, an alcohol-free one, actually. It was very, oh, very, very nice. Yeah, it was very therapeutic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We know it would be great for, great to do the Axtron Bective Mill. That'd be a great spot. That is it? a yeah. great idea. Yeah, you guys should team up or you do something. Yeah. Bective Mill. That'd be awesome. I understand you had uh, Miss Sinead on one time. Yeah, and, uh, wonderful. And she's, very like enthusiastic in the sense of doing different things yeah, and yeah, getting yeah. Out, getting random things. Like oh, she had, a really she had admirable s- level she of had passion. snails and slugs. Yeah, yeah, great story. You should go and listen. To Absolutely. Yeah. Well, do you know there's uh, another person from the podcast um, who is teaming up with her, um, our cacao friend. Oh yeah, oh, is yeah. going out to Defective Mill as well. Look so we're at the JBO know, of an hour. Networking people, <laughs> the networking thing. It's, yeah. a, it's yeah. hilarious actually. Within a, I think it was a week of you having Sinead on. I was actually at that festival and I was speaking to a guy who is one of several uh, members I think it's himself his brother but Daryl is this gentleman's name and he's part of Wolf Academy Ireland where he does uh, outdoor instruction for a lot of uh, young men as such ages 14 to 19 just basically an excuse to like really touch base get and, outdoors and get, and but also get lads chatting again like yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what technology's done to <laughs> everyone now but I know in our generation it was already pretty easy to just cut like out socializing entirely yeah. and yeah. Uh, so engaging kids in that manner is great but uh, as soon as you guys had Sinead on I saw that she had actually hosted himself uh, Daryl uh, there for a breath workshop and it's oh, like yeah. everybody's yeah. connected yeah, good yeah, god yeah, yeah. yeah. should oh. we uh, do um, a traditional JB Waffle Hour commitment Oh, right. What are we doing now? What that, that we don't stick to? Is yes, that we will go and try axe throwing at some point. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have you guys in. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll up there and you'll see the venue and you'll understand why I'm saying this is such a wonderful spot for a city centre uh, occupant to be. If you want to scroll down a wee bit. Oh, is it the one yep. I passed? Uh, yeah, whatever that gif is there. So, or the... Uh, 
Yes. So this just shows, like, obviously there's three ranges. That's one half of the actual venue's range area. So it's six ranges in total. That's Matt, one of the founders. Mm. But when you pull out there, you'll see how big the space is. And if you're stuck in a space where maybe you don't want to go to the pub, yeah. or, or also it's expensive to go to the pub, we have a member uh, member's night for two hours every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. I think it's 27 euro to uh, become a member for the month, All which right. does kind of sound expensive, but to be yeah. honest, Everton really is a rip yeah. off now. Not it's, much. it's going since 2010 as well, is it? Uh, the guys established it in 2010. I'm trying to remember exactly. It was a 2017. They set up the Dublin venue. Okay. Uh, it's a hilarious story. I tried to plug this on the Ireland AM sketch, but uh, or the the set. The guys literally just got into this, and this is just something everybody listening to this really should pay attention to. Mm. The guys just went to a couple of farmers markets with one target and a couple of axes yeah. and organized themselves in such a way that they could do the disclaimers and get people thrown. And now they're running several setups where they are able to really like engage in something creatively. Mm -hmm. So this is not something that's ever set in stone other than making sure we're always doing everything safe. Mm -hmm. Everything is always open for discussion and creative ideas on how to make it engaging. Mm. Like, uh, this is their full time gig. Like, this is oh, what yeah. they set up. But it's, yeah. it's small seeds like that, little ideas. Yeah. Like, with the, the, the music school we're in at the moment, it was Glorious. just me going around houses, yeah. teaching guitar and teaching mm. drums, and yeah. now it's this. Mm. Like, yeah. the same with the extra one. Like, Absolutely. You know, yeah. even the littlest ideas, if you have an idea of something, mm. take a chance on it and find mm. a way to, to, to make it happen. Yep. Even if it's a small version of it, it'll grow. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the guys there with that venue, I know it keeps skipping through some of the scenes, but the, the venue itself is basically a bar on the, the outside where we have our tea, coffee, soft drinks, all that. All right, cool. And then there's a small gas fire there from, uh, I believe it was borrowed from the set of Vikings when they <laughs> had the really. guys on for the stunt double work when they were doing some axe throwing there. But uh, the, the gas fire is just the same as the fires that you would have seen in Ragnar's Longhouse no uh, but in, the, in the show Vikings. But uh, then they have a nice little area over to the corner with a there couple of pelts on there. it. There's a bit of artificial, artificial grass, grass yeah. there. Like oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love the AstroTurf. Where'd you get that now? More <laughs> links. More <laughs> links coming up. I don't want to be talking about your competitors now, John, but if you, if you have a good line on some artificial grass now, I'd happily, did happily that, push it forward. Did that axe die, did it? Which? Did that axe die, did it? Chalk outline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's that's a great part of it. Now, obviously, it was just put in for an insignia at some point, but now yeah. we actually lay a hatchet onto each one of them at every league night. When we have a new person in, or if we have somebody who's recently had their time beaten, so on oh. each one of those hatchets are the, the white outlines. There's six hatchets, or six out of six white, line, uh, white outlines across the range. We put a hatchet down on each, and then we have a dartboard on the other side of the venue, and we have this thing called the Blood Eagle, where you have to do it all in under a minute. The more seconds you have on the clock after you've done it, the more points you can get for the seconds. And basically, you throw five darts at the dartboard, sprint up to the range, and then have to throw all six axes, and the axes must stick in the boards for the clock to stop. Right. And uh, we call it the Blood Eagle because one of our members is a massive Eamon Amorat fan, and uh, Blood Eagle was the namesake of uh, the first song that was ever played while we did it. Right, okay. And and <laughs> the, the role of everybody who wants to compete is to find their favourite jam that right. has a good solid start to it. Strawberry. About 30 to 50 seconds of pure energy so that they can get this done. Right. I did realise when I started choosing Flash by Queen that uh, <laughs> it's way too much dialogue yeah, man yeah yeah, yeah. you're yeah. waiting two minutes before that kicks off the whole movie before the song <laughs> even starts that, that, that would That's be fantastic. a great for uh, Marvel or DC uh, Blood Eagle mm, like yeah, the axe yeah, yeah. throwing Super yeah, yeah. There's something very cathartic about the whole vibe, isn't there? Yeah. Like, it's, like it's uh, you can feel the the Viking energy coming through, it can't does, you? It, yeah, it, it the Celtic that, energy. Like, mm -hmm. let's say four people that like it. It has that kind of rugged, tough man kind of stuff. Like, yeah. let's say for people that would think Axtron sounds dangerous. Like, let's say we went to that and I was scared of. I'm not. I'm not scared <laughs> of towing. Okay, yeah. But let's say people hypothetically, were John, hypothetically, if, talk hypothetically, if a guy, what's this? What's how safe is it? Like, is there a guy standing behind you? Like, what? Because like, I've seen a YouTube question. video where a, guy, a girl threw yeah. it and the axe went flinging past her well, head backwards. Indeed, and unfortunately because of social media and, and the fact that bad news travels faster yeah. than any other kind of news, there is a lot of horror stories from literally, well horror stories, there's a lot of 15 second clips that are absolutely terrifying, yeah. is the right way to say it. But we throw in a very different way in Ireland and Europe in, in general than a lot of those clubs that are the ones that are responsible for those clips. In mm -hmm. fact, I think there's one where a lady managed to hit a handle and the axe bounced back off the floor, but like mm -hmm. there's a rubber mat on the floor. The handle of the axe is rubber. Oh, and God. you're just like, 
who did the risk analysis yeah. on this? Like, yeah. was the risk assessment ever even done? But yeah. then you look deeper into it and you just see that these are clubs that pop up all over the place in countries with a less than safe record for, like, say, firearm management. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. not to point fingers. <laughs> no. but or name names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We get it. We I'm trying to it. dance around all this. Uh, but uh, Things can happen anywhere. Well, even in the gym, like, yeah. I mean, you'll have accidents like that. People get a... A medicine ball and think it's a slam ball and go to hit the ground and mm. it bash them in the face. Yeah. So if you, you go got any videos of that? <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Stick them up. <laughs> um, so like in everything you go to, yeah. there's obviously people who have made mistakes and things like that. But that doesn't mean yeah. like it's dangerous and stuff. Doesn't well, the, the gentlemen that started this have made sure safety is paramount. Yeah, and good to know. since good to know. since 2010, they have a hundred percent safety record of all their events, as far as mm. I understand it. Or at least that's one of the things that I took the role for. Once I realised how serious mm. they were about making sure this was a do you positive send, event. Uh, do you send a minibus around picking up people? As in... That's a real so stag thing, that. That's no, what you're just, saying. Uh, just saying about our experience. Oh, okay. yeah, do you have, like, pick people up in the city and then drive them to the city, I Okay, suppose. to explain yeah. really quickly what they're talking about, we went to Prague and we went shooting guns and... Uh, we got picked up in this nondescript minivan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got brought many, many miles outside the city. By a guy that looked like he was in the movie Taken. <laughs> and, <laughs> and by any chance did this guy, like, the, the range was in, like, a underground part of a house. Like, you wouldn't see it from the outside. <laughs> there, was, there was too many kids around for it my life. <laughs> It was in between a school and a basketball court. It was ridiculous. Absolutely I, I ridiculous. had a similar experience in Prague, and I, I have to admit that uh, the, the range discipline over there was also a bit terrifying yeah. for my liking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pointing guns at each other and laughing was uh, <laughs> uh, way too acceptable. Take a photo. Take a photo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, wait, actually, when you when you mentioned just uh, for anyone who is hesitant about going over to uh, any of our venues as such. Yeah. Like, we always have an instructor who's basically, uh, we call it lifeguarding, where they're always observing <coughs> what's going on, encouraging people in and out of the range, making sure people are collecting at the same time so there's no risk of anyone walking down range while an axe is flying. All of that is managed. But the most important thing is we actually give people a really really good introduction about the technique and then we give them lots of time to have fun and kind of get the giggles out and the yeah. fear out yeah. like one of the worst things to witness is when someone goes to throw an axe and before they've even released the axe they're running away from the range yeah, 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 like yeah. if Anton's going to follow you now dear it's because you're you're still holding on to the axe you were supposed to throw <laughs> but um, and, and I'm, I mean that ungendered I'm talking to any bloke or, or woman out there who just simply hasn't had a chance to use hand tools before and the mm. fear gets them yeah. Yeah. and um. Yeah, when we have fun on the range as such, I'm more I'm more concerned with people like finally getting the axe to stick than whether or not they're afraid because of how we've set everything up. Mm. Okay. And everybody comes in like initially and is like, Oh, the adrenaline on oh, my heart is pumping, oh god, I'm terrified of this. A lot of the guys come in and mask that and mm. instead they're just terrible for a while before they listen to you talk about the technique. You just want to throw with their arm and just yeah. fire it at the board. I did this when I was nine. Yeah. I know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. But all you can do is work with every patron in a manner that ensures that they have a fun time. Yeah. Because that's the end of it as well. Like it's a, It is great to pick up a skill. Um, and you do, we do have sessions that go from an hour on the weekend. So like it's an open session on the weekend. Anybody, uh, any number of people, up to 20 people will book for one hour and you'll be mixed with strangers. Mm. Right. So you might not always be familiar with the people beside you. And you can come in solo. You can come in with a family of, you know, your all your parents and your, your siblings rock in and say, God, oh, this is a family get together. It's a surprise. I love when that happens, by the oh, way. It's yeah. awesome. Like, that's, that's, that's wicked. Good good yeah. Uh, like lovely uh, group of sisters. Uh, two sisters came in with their parents the other day and they were like, Oh, we, we, we didn't tell them anything. And like, I've never seen such exhilaration within like a family that's before. Class. And you know how, like, you know, us Irish folks we're, we're pretty bad at showing like you know love for our families we're pretty closed yeah. off so it's probably the sincerest form of I love you <laughs> we're gonna go and throw lots of stuff at the wall and let all of our you know our, our restraint go anyway but it but like for the open sessions on the weekends that's great but also we do private sessions during the week what's uh, the age limit like do you have baby access uh, 18 and up just no. for Ireland and such but in the in the world nice. championships they have a uh a junior section and Heath was showing me they have these lovely tiny little hatchets for <laughs> orchard work in Spain just I can't remember the name for the actual hatchet and 
they are amazingly good for kids to troll. But yeah. all I can say is Axe Club is only for 18s and above at present. Right, okay. We, we'd love to expand it, but obviously we have to make sure health and safety is paramount. Archery, though, I think it might be a different story, and I would always encourage people to just engage with the, uh, I think it's info at axeclub.ie uh, email address on the website. Yeah. Just simply... Give us an email and say what your requirements are. And the very least, we can send you in the right direction or maybe yeah. find something that's a nice workaround. Yeah. A bit of yeah. food? Or is there food down next door? Like if you, we we love our pizza place. We have a local pizza Stone place. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh yeah. I don't know about you guys, but the selection of pizza in Ireland has skyrocketed yeah, in yeah. the last 10 yeah. or 15 years. They like do a good job lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Serious. Um, do you it. have um, a video game version? I so this is something actually I remember pitching this when I first started because during lockdown I picked up one of those VR headsets and there was a, <laughs> a game that was exclusive to Oculus which is one of the the headsets that basically Facebook owns and the very fact that I basically have a three-dimensional camera in my house that Facebook has access to just discur- like it disturbs me sure. but um on one of these exclusive games, there's a, a game called Wrath of Asgard. So very yeah. Viking themed. Yeah, yeah. And out of this massive, expansive virtual reality adventure, my favorite part was this tavern where you go and pick up quests and you could throw axes with a bunch of dwarves. <laughs> um, it really worked uh, really well during lockdown when there was no pubs open. I had yeah. a virtual reality pub I could go to. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if there's like a... a this is the thing about it. I think people want the visceral feeling of actually yeah. doing something mm. physical. You know, like there's like the golf simulators where you like hit the ball, hits the screen, mm. and it shows you where it's projected, where it could go. Mm. I just wondered, was there? Well, if there's any game designers out there who are creative, I remember uh, thinking when I first started the mobile range that it'd be amazing to have a projector with an interactive game of like a, like a shield good. ball that, coming at you. Sure, that, yeah. That'd be good for the kids, you see. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. we go. There's Little foam right. masses. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'd have some kind of like a glove kind of thing on you that would like feel like you had the axe and then you throw and you see it hitting the screen. Indeed. Yeah. Um, One of the things actually that was on this weekend or last weekend, the last two days, I believe, was in Slane Castle there was a Viking reenactment uh, basically just a living history group uh, <coughs> all varieties of people that were going there with uh, gear that was accurate to the 11th century and I just wonder was there any axe thrown going on there yeah, I didn't did get a chance did you miss the boat there and get the axe I, I was supposed to attend but unfortunately had some other commitments oh no uh, I went out to uh, was out in Talent that the guys were training the Dove Lynn Ostman is the name of the group that trains out there but they're basically living history Vikings they do all the stuff as accurate as possible right. great anecdote actually so uh, there's uh, this dude that came over from Texas to visit them who's real passionate about Europe history and specifically medieval war in terms of like the combat styles and all that and as a Texan he had his own stuff yeah. Of course he did. But, uh, Texas. No, <laughs> but um, he came over to visit the guys while I was at one of their training uh, setup. So it's just basic training, shield, sword, can you know, get the basics of how to operate in a shield wall and also just a bit of fun. Again, I'm, I'm beginning to just sound like someone who just hates the gym. <laughs> like that's, I will do anything other than be bored listening to a headset looking after myself. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> But uh, injuries actually are very uncommon in this situation. People are very respectful and they know their technique. But this guy rocks in, he's just, uh, chatting to Philly who was the guy who was uh, running that particular sect of um, I suppose living history warriors and um, they having a chat about you know fighting styles and all this and this guy you know challenges basically Philly is not only a passionate historian and loves his medieval war he's also a really good MMA guy Uh-oh. and uh, they have this challenge uh, like a knife fight and I've never seen such a flurry of like knife and blade fists around a guy ever but they're both wearing chain mail so the weight on this guy is like already incredibly uh, just difficult to move in and after that he realised like okay no, I'm dealing with somebody who actually knows combat in many ways yeah. but uh, afterwards we're all chatting and he's really just this awesome respectful dude and he's telling us basically how he got into this and how he picked up all of his gear and how passionate he is about being in a place where the history is literally under his feet the wars that have been fought here countless people have like lived and died with the kind of lifestyle that he admires yeah. and then he tells us about his armour which he wore on the plane all the way. <laughs> went through customs the whole lot. What? The shipping was 
monumentally expensive. He couldn't put it into the luggage, all that kind of crap. So he just was like going through the TSA checkpoints over in Texas, getting onto a plane wearing full chainmail armor. No way. Oh, the no. whole lot. The only thing he packed in the suitcase was the swords. <laughs> How the hell did he get them through? I have no idea. Like I wanted to pick his brain for longer, but I started thinking it was some sort of a like uh, what's it called when they do a, yeah, a puncture or something. <laughs> <laughs> or oh. But yeah, like uh, there's there's such a variety of people who are engaging in like off the wall stuff nowadays that are just all kind of going back to our Celtic roots or our historical yeah. roots. Like you mentioned earlier, but like or at least John, you were saying with the matches side of it, we were saying the Viking vibes. But it's more like it's Celtic history to yeah, have, yeah. or the, or historians out there are probably scoffing at me by saying this, but it's just when you go back two or three thousand years in this country. There would have been a huge amount of shows of skill at festivals. Like mm -hmm. a, I was very lucky there. I went to a Mana Festival in Belurgan Park, which was hosted by the wonderful people who put Fwinnavon, which is a bigger festival in September. But uh, when I was at Mana Festival, it was glorious. I came out of the tent. It was a real nice just vibe. Everything was really chill. There was nobody drinking at it. It was more workshops and talks and mm -hmm. just generally seeing a lot of great bands. Bog Bodies, by the way, phenomenal. Tau, sweet as well. But... Mm -hmm. Um, also, Kevin, goddamn legend. But I came out of the tent, <laughs> so because the reason I'm saying these names is I got to know everyone because it was a tiny festival yeah, and all the bands yeah. and the gigs, everything was happening on front Definitely, of you. Yeah. Came yeah. out of the tent, and I see three lads: one the fire performers, one the multi instrumentalist, and the sound technician who was also running the show pretty much about all playing hurling together oh, in definitely. the middle of the campsite. <laughs> Probably the same way that it would have been done. Thousands of years ago, yeah. when people were just showing off their discipline, their skill, having the crack, running around the place and doing it in a deciduous forest as old as time itself for the island. And it's just yeah. all these things have a little bit of, I don't know, nostalgia value because we all grew up hearing stories of the Fina. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's kind of like our version of seeing whatever, I know when South Park was doing the member berries about like <laughs> Disney just recycling <laughs> all this crap over and over again. Yeah. But for people in... Uh, Celtic countries, whether it's Northern Spain, Ireland, Wales, all the all the parts of the world that still have this ancient history in our blood. When we hear these stories and then we get to throw an axe at a wall, yeah. it is those member berries. It is that yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. There's a nice vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That. That's you're, it's a great persona then for the axe throwing business and you're definitely you're putting it across like it's I'm, I'm so hardcore. Like, Johnny yeah. in the morning now is going to go and pick up a yeah. few axes. That's yeah. just how he works. If, if you guys <laughs> yeah. ever wanted to consider just bailing in there to give it a go and then yeah. like you can report back or yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll organize something. We will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's deadly. Um, do you want to do you want to wrap it up with anything you want to, to promote coming up or well I, I, thank you very much I was really hoping this would be more of a bit of banter than actually advertising <laughs> but in terms of just for anyone who is curious about it if you are based anywhere in Leinster just email the guys and see what works for you it could be a, a special party we could do anything up to like a four hour event in terms of the bushcraft stuff out in Wicklow um, pizza parties generally are something that are always great we are a non-alcohol um, area as such or like our, our venues are zero alcohol tolerated before or during our throwing sessions mm. but if you want to organise something we can always you know put your cans in the fridge for after yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, and stag parties and the hen parties are absolutely phenomenal there but if you were planning a birthday or if you're just looking for some way to maybe join up with mates that you haven't seen in a while, the Dublin City Centre venue is a great spot because we're right beside most public transports. Mm. So if someone's hopping off the plane and you're like, oh, I've got an idea, and they're like, I haven't slept in ages, or I'm sick of drinking. Yeah, yeah. It's a great spot. And to be honest, we just love seeing people rock in with such a variety of interests and... Helping them actually just getting that bullseye is a pretty satisfying thing. Maybe this is what therapists actually feel like. Yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's like what we're kind of doing. A lot of people are bo bottling stuff up. So <laughs> go, let it out in the rain. Do you, uh, do you cut the pizzas with the axe? We have a pizza axe, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is the reason of the podcast. I love it. I love yes. it. To be honest, there's not many things in Axe Club that haven't been somehow made out of an axe. Even our yes. toilet roll holders are small axes. Do you the shave your beards with an ultra-shaved axe? I've been looking for the one that's been advertised yeah. to me the I've algorithm seen it somewhere, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool class um, right Bert uh, what will we go on to what do you what's oh, your and just to finish off he also works in the zoo anyway let's move on <laughs> I sleep sorry just uh, before because birthday is after like the most important thing to me actually at the moment is the fact that Axe Club gives me the freedom to actually work in a lot of conservation charities going to the zoo as Bertie yeah. just dropped yeah. there like my Instagram is pretty much just me trying to always 
engage people that I may know indirectly in charity events that are associated with environmental conservation in Ireland. And the bushcraft is one of the things that I've desperately missed over the years. So if you feel like getting involved in being outdoors, being in the environment, a great start, rather than putting pressure on yourself to just keep doing everything, like yeah. recycling, washing the whole the glass out of it, or washing the, the recycling out and doing all the stuff that's a bit of like just the, the drudgery of it all. Bushcraft, I'd highly recommend as a start because it's definitely what keeps me going with the Gaelic Woodland Project, which are legends. Mm-hmm. Um, great guys that are setting up a charity. They've already raised €32,000 and they're going to be wow. planting a forest to commemorate uh, the Irish famine and the diaspora of Irish people that have spread across uh, the globe. So uh, that's something that's ongoing that I, I do. So Gaelic Woodland Project, if you're a fan of Axtro and you'll be a fan of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, working with Dublin Zoo has gotten me in touch with a huge amount of uh, conservation projects and other volunteers. Again, all this stuff feels so much easier when you're part of a community. Yeah, like We're not alone yeah. in any of our uh, kind of pursuits, but we're all struggling to find a way to bring it up in conversation. So last week we had um, Double Decker versus Whisper and I was actually spelling Whisper wrong because there's no H, it's not Whisper, it's Whisper. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah. thought we did. I, know that. I, I thought we knew this already, no? No. I, we all I, think I, it, because I, I searched it and I seen, and I was like, there's a H in it? I didn't think there was a H in it. So then I put a H in it and then I seen the rapper Uh-oh. on the thing, I'm thinking, there is no H in it. Whisper. But I, I googled <laughs> it and it said Whisper. Whisper. But when you looked at the packet it said Whisper. Oh, it must be the change, they've changed Whisper. it over at some stage. Maybe it's a different country. Like, like cool. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the mentality, <laughs> did you? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, uh, uh, Whisper did win um, 60, 63. Hold on, that was closer than it should have been. I'm going to say 63, this. 67. Oh, was that the week before, maybe? No, the week before. Uh, Double Decker won. I can't believe that. That's what it was. Yeah. Sorry, it was Double yeah. Decker. What was that last week or the week before? No, that was the first one. Double Decker and Boost. All right, that one was, was too No, close. that was Boost and Picnic. Double Decker was Whisper. Yeah, double yeah, double deck and whisper. That was closer for a little while longer. Oh, it was than it yeah, been. it was like fifty fifty there yeah. for the yeah. first few votes. I'm, I'm just going to do a shout out here, Keith Peppard, mm. voting for double decker. Come on, man, Keith. Seriously, let definitely, us down definitely here. Whisper. Whisper. Letting down a generation. I'd, I'd like I'd ask you to explain yourself. DM yeah. us and let us know why you went for a double. So decker we are now on the other side of the bracket. So right. we've gone oh, down that side, done. and now we're on to the right-hand side. Ooh. And the first one, oh, this is going to be a tough one because I like buddies. So yeah. we've uh, Kit Kat, which is Nestle. Yeah. And we've Lion Bar, which is Nestle. Oh, both mm-hmm. Nestle. Yeah, so we've 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 hit a lot of carries. We don't like Nestle, don't we not? Um, so it's, I mean, when we get to the quarterfinals time or or semifinals, whatever it is, you're going to get a lot more Cabris versus Nestle. Yeah, it's yeah. going to start kicking off then. I yeah, think. I think so. So we've Kit Kat versus Lion Bar. Right, go on, so get stuck uh, in there. As Cabris usually uh, has some kind of purple team, um, Nestle just like throws that out the window and has no team <laughs> because uh, Kit Kat is red and Lion Bars are brown and yellow with a picture for Lion. What would be the flagship Nestle bar? What's the big one? One of these, uh, surely, no? I'd, I'd imagine. Kit Kat? Maybe a Kit Kat, would it be? You know, have a break, have a Kit Kat. It's Yorkie Nestle. That's iconic. Yorkie's Nestle, yeah. Yorkie's a big one too. Yeah, but remember they kind of had that little faux pas around 2010 where Yorkies weren't for girls. That was, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, that kind of yeah. tanked a little bit. Imagine bringing that out now. Oh, you oh couldn't. My God. Oh, oh you couldn't. You couldn't. Um, I like the biscuit and raisin one, but that's for a different week. <laughs> um, so now we seem to be on a bit of a budget this week because we only have one Kit Kat and four fingers, but we have four mini limers. Yes. Well, four fingers. Like, who wants to eat two fingers? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Open that yolk. Where you would your other finger go? One finger Just each. Okay. Stop it. This is ridiculous. So I I am now currently breaking the Kit Kats. Okay, there's the Kit Kat broke. This is this is how you I like Kit Kats. Probably should have broken it up nearer the mic because that's a whole yeah. one of their advertisements. Oh no! no but, but we can Did you break all four of them? <laughs> no, I broke them in the middle where you're meant to break them oh. to share them. Like right, okay. Now this would be how I would like my Kit Kats to be uh, presented to me. Okay. In the four, I don't like the Kit Kat chunky. That Kit Kat nah, chunky be tastes either. different to the Kit Kat sticks. It does. Too fingers. much chocolate, I think. Tell you. Mm, I kind of like the chunky ones. Mm. So we're going. Each okay. to their own. Yeah. Well, thank you. My hashtag my break, by the way, it says on it for some reason. Let's see if I can break it. Yeah, have, have okay. to change the thing. No. Oh, did you hear that? You couldn't hear yeah, it. I couldn't hear mine. Can you break it? Oh, it's good now. Snap. <laughs> I can hear that one. See, I, I have a different mindset on Kit Kats. I think Kit Kats are. Are they more of a biscuit than a bar? They're catered towards the biscuit like a tea. Yeah. Like you have it with tea or you have it as a snack. Whereas a line bar is a treat. Uh, do you know the mm. the mini one, the two stick one? Mm. I have a mug at home that has like a compartment at the bottom to put your two stick Kit Kat in so it melts. What? Yeah, it's cool. 
That is go. very mm. cool. Now, as in all the calorie enthusiasts, we've named it before. This is going to be tough. I'm, I'm not... Uh, 209 calories. I'm not feeling hopeful for Kit Kat. These guys are good. Now, the only Nine thing bars, is yeah. 209 calories, that's for the full Kit Kat. There mm. was low calories last week because there are mini ones. So around 50, 51 calories per stick. Yeah. Right, so, so... If you want to go... The only thing is now, say if you didn't want to feel bad... There is the possibility of only having one stick every so often. No, there isn't. Um, <laughs> no. And I, I'm going to be honest about my implicit bias already. Like, I know I'm picking line bar because I just prefer them. Mm. But the picnic yeah. bar, is that also a Nestle one? Picnic, picnic Cadbury's. Was, was Cadbury's, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it was the purpley wrapper, wasn't it? Does, it, it does have a purpley look on it, but I'm just thinking to myself about where, like, these things kind of land as regards, like, if you want Kit Kat to win, you got to put something shit up against, like, Hershey's. Nobody yeah. like it. Hershey's, oh, yeah, god yeah, damn, yeah. that horrible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, like each, each of these bars, because mm. they're small bars, um, they're um, 146 kcals. Look, even looking at it, it's not, like, it's gorgeous. I can yeah. actually see why yeah. they put them up against... They're similar enough looking on the inside, aren't they? Well, there's biscuit in it. I didn't realise there was that biscuity thing inside. Yeah, it. well, that's mm. how a lime bars are made. Um, but Kit Kats are just like pure biscuit and chocolate, where this is the, I presume it's caramel. So. A little bit of caramel, yeah. yeah. Chocolate's pretty much the same. Kit Kat versus lime bar, you see the caramel kind of offsets it. Yeah, yeah, it's not fair. You can mm. get a peanut version as well. All right. Mm. If that's something you're into. Is it called the Snickers? Okay. We vote no, Lion Bar peanuts. Oh, look, it's pretty easy. I think it's got to be Lion Bar for me, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Lion Bar, yeah. yeah. Lion Bar, yeah. Well, okay. That was a tough, tough, um, tough draw. Yeah, very tough draw. Party's going to put it up. First round as well. Mm. Party can put it up in the stories. Mm. Yeah, well, um, later on this morning at 10 o'clock. That's if you're listening to this at 7 or 2 a.m. on a Wednesday. Mm. As many people do on their way to work in the city. And then on the lunch break, they head in and throw some axes. Hopefully. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Lion Bar all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got one more plug, actually, for anybody who is looking at doing this and it's like, oh, crap, I've looked at the website. There's none of this that's functional for my schedule. Mm. If you work in an office environment that has a car park, we're also open to doing corporate leagues where we'll be able to go to your business mm. and bring pizza maybe and set up a setup where we're out in the back car park on your IT department can go up against the IT departments of the other familiar offices around the block. Your accounts team can go kick ass against the other accounts teams around the block. The HR department can come down and actually be axe people for once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was nice. I like but, it. But um, yeah, like actually having something where it's a bit more suited to you is very optional now that we have the mobile range. And yeah, if you're stuck in the city and you're on your way and listening to this podcast, you're like, damn it, that's the one thing that won't work. Mm. We can make it work, guys. So yeah, have that a great day. Awesome. That is cool. That's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's that time you know the name. It's the reason we all came. Find the words that are the same. It's that time to play the waffle game. <laughs> okay, Scotty, give right, me 30 seconds. Let, on me the clock. You, let me get you a timer. Oh, can I have a pen also? Just you can, of course. You can, of course. Uh, it's probably the right time for me to tell everyone. I've been conning everyone in my life into <laughs> thinking never. I know stuff up Uh-oh. until this point. I've never thrown an axe. <laughs> 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 it's uh, all yeah. CGI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? No, 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 no. Hold on. So uh, okay. Good okay. So, Benny, you have 30 seconds to name the five axes I have on this page. <laughs> oh, five axes? Okay, so double bit, tomahawk, bearded axe, carpenter's axe, um, oof, uh, halberd maybe, uh, hmm, now I've only got 10 seconds, so I'm going to take a breath and think about this. That's it. Um, I've already mentioned tomahawk, ta- Norse axe, um, ba ba have I even named oh. five yet? Double bit, halberd, Norse, named tomahawk. Five. Hatches. Time. 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 Ah. Uh, you just got one in there. In the damn last it. Thing. See, don't trust me with that. Yeah. Why are you doing me confident in me? Yeah, there you go. False sense of confidence. Okay, so you got out of five, you got two. <laughs> Ooh. See, isn't it such a crazy <laughs> it's thing? It's a crazy thing. Okay, so we have an East Wing Sportsman Axe. This is Nazi stuff, lads. Come on. All right. <laughs> well, it's not a real if, if it's not a tool that's now being repurposed for a sport, if you're building it, like this is like talking to me about golf ball brands. Like, come on. Uh, who's got the titleist? We no, have. I have the one that I stole from the corner of the dog leg down on... <laughs> uh, we had Viking Axe. 
Okay, so yeah, I guess yeah. that would have been the Norse one. Yeah, you said hatchet. Mm-hmm. And you said carpenter's axe. Mm-hmm. And the one where it's isn't really it. an axe, but it's the curveball. Oh, man, that's that's just mean. Pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Probably should have been a smart arse who said it first. <laughs> yeah. Here's me being all respectful, huh? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Um, now, would that have been a mattox or pickaxe? Just out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. uh, mattox is the broader back end. I just Googled uh, axes. Uh, and it came up as an axe, did it? it you trust Google, axe. man. Google's oh, trying to take yeah. axes away from us. They want us all to just download an app for an axe. <laughs> 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 yeah, the axe app. Now, <clears throat> you may or may not know this, but a butt, a butt is a real unit of measurement for a casket of wine. A butt load is about 108 <laughs> imperial gallons or 491 litres. What? <laughs> I tell you. A butt load of John, wine. John, you can Google that. That I don't think I'll even debunk that one. That sounds <laughs> too crazy to be true. What? You're not even going to try and debunk it? No, I think it's true because yeah. it's so crazy. It's, it's Favoritism. All right. Um, there is a country, apparently, with no capital. So, Nauru uh, is the only country in the world without an official capital city. The government offices of the tiny Pacific Island nation are located in, y- in the Yaren district. There are only five countries in the world without airports as well. Oh, there you go. So it's the only country in the world. And we've three. Kind of lucky. Which? We've three. Three countries. Four. No, four. Cr- You're thinking with airports. Four airports. Oh, sorry. airports. Mm. Oh, all right, okay, okay. Dublin, Cork, <laughs> Shannon, Knock. Donegal. I know Donegal has one as well. That's mm-hmm. a mini one. Trim Airfield. All right. As well. I still remember going to, uh, I was getting a plane back from Donegal, I went up there for an anniversary, I went to the Gaeltac there, I love that part of the area, it's like, we're in Guidor, there's a beautiful beach, yeah, and it's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous, but uh, going through the airport, I still had a bottle of whiskey from the duty free on the way over there, mm. and uh, like just like handing your, your bottle of whiskey to the man who works customs, and then we go like, oh yeah, I'll get rid of that for you, <laughs> it was the high point of the holiday for me. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't see it again then, no? Oh, God, no. 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 But it went there, I got home. No, I was no. delighted. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, go. So, I had to Google a shell bomb. Okay. Right? And it's something I actually didn't know, so I learned in something. Ah. So, hopefully, you two will learn. He probably knows already. Okay. Okay. Now, and you can't answer this. So... Oh, it's a question, is it? Yeah, well, no, it's a fact. Who is Brendan's what little child? Is <laughs> um, what is the name... What's... The traditional term of a handle of an axe. What's it called? Uh, a buttog. A buttog. <laughs> st- st- yes, it is. <laughs> yes. The stubbing. The haft. Oh, the haft. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just without the S. There's, there's no more bits to it, though. Like right at the base of the handle, depending on the axe handle, if you've got the long singular one where it's like for the Viking axe, it's usually yeah. a single shaft or a haft. But like at the very base of it, you have the deer's hoof for the hatchet. So it's like it looks like a deer's hoof. Mm. But on oh, yeah. on the little kind of a the curved area of it, that's the swell knob. 